Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by CornNation.com, and at least for now, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Mahochko, that handsome devil up there. You know him, you love him. He's our founder and fearless leader, John Dam Johnston. Hello, John. Hi, Greg. How are you? I'm peachy. That's what I like to hear. That is that's my favorite type of John. Right there. Is a peachy, peachy John. Yeah. Peachy. Okay. Yep. <laughs> or or plum tickled. Plum tickled. <laughs> Greg. Greg. Yes, sir. Well well, yeah. Would you, what? Would would you like to hear about the dreams I had last night? Oh God, I would love to. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. I can tell you about my dream too. My dream wanted me to go. Okay. I wanted to go back to sleep for my dream, if you know what I mean. This is my MacBook Pro. You see this? Yep. It, Hi, Brian it, Anderson. It, by the way, it's a it's a valued possession of mine, and my children would tell you. All of my children would tell you that none of them were allowed to. None anybody, nobody but me is allowed to touch my MacBook Pros. Uh, in fact, they will all joke about the time that I spilled water on one of them and held it like a baby and cried. And that is actually true. Okay, so last night I had this dream and I'm kind of in a living room like my living room where I'm watching TV and everything. And I break my MacBook Trip Pro. I break it twice. Oh, uh, no. First time I just kind of threw it at the ground and it still works. And the second time I throw it on the floor on purpose and it bends up like a flip phone, but it still functions and everything. So that's the first part of the dream. While I'm sitting at this house, I reach over and there's a wall panel next to me and I take the wall panel off and there's a whole bunch of water there. So I have a fishing pole. Oh God. <laughs> so I start fishing. And I pull out the biggest sunny I've ever seen in my life and I'm like, oh my God, look at this. You know, I caught this enormous sunny. And then I go upstairs, and these it's people I don't know, and I'm in their house, and they, they point out into their front yard, and there's like a garbage barrel over there burning, and it's like 30 yards away or 40 yards away. And, and they go, you need to go look at that and tell us what's wrong with it. And I go running off their porch, down their sidewalk, and when I get to the end of the sidewalk, I'm in 12 feet of water. And I'm not afraid of it or anything. I'm, I'm just like, why is all this water here? And I swim over to the barrel and I climb up on this land where it is and I go, oh yeah, it's a barrel on fire. And then somehow I'm back in the living room I was in. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I have a fishing pole again and I'm just fishing in the living room this time. There's no wall panel with full of water. I'm just fishing in the living room. And I, I, catch, I catch like this enormous crappie, like a three-pound crappie. And, uh, and I tell this dream to my wife this morning, and she looks at me and she goes, do you think God's trying to tell you something about this polar plunge you're going to do Saturday? <laughs> and i like, well, I, you know, I wasn't afraid any time I was doing it, and it was all fine. I like the water, so maybe, maybe there's some kind of correlation. Maybe subconsciously I'm... I'm uh, well. I'm not even subconsciously worried about it. I am kind of anxious, but we'll we'll see what happens. The polar plunge uh, that John is, is participating in again this Saturday. We'll get the full report on uh, <laughs> on how it went uh, next week on the show. But uh, remind everybody 
exactly. Uh, I'm I'm not going to read the URL, but we will definitely have the URL um, attached to the article on this if you do want to donate to the cause. John, remind uh, everybody what uh, you're plunging for. It's for the Minnesota Special Olympics. There you go. But it's also for my coworkers because they, you know, it's a social event for them. They've been doing this for years. And quite frankly, it was one of, some of them were the people that saved my life when I died on their floor. So there you go. It's a special occasion. It is a special occasion. And it's, again, for the Special Olympics uh, of the state of Minnesota. So uh, I also had a, a dream last night. Slash, I, I've, I don't know about you, John. Most of my dreams uh, that I kind of remember are right before I wake up. Uh, my dream, it, it was a good one. Uh, I, in my dream, shaved, which is okay. by itself super exciting and and, cool. and not all, you know, like I, I, I'm due to shave, but in the dream I shaved, I, I, I shaved it almost to where my goatee was barely visible. And when I got out of the bathroom after shaving, my wife took me to bed and... <laughs> So when the alarm went off this morning, I was like, no! <laughs> it was I usually a, don't tell any dreams like that because I never have them. I, you know, I, I'm sorry. All of my dreams are incredibly violent. I had <laughs> really one of those. I, I'm trying to remember the last actual, like, a violent dream that I that I remember. And, and there's one, but it's 20-something years ago. It And it played out more like a video game. Uh, because I in in the dream I died like my vision all went red, and then I started over in a in a hallway and at this you know corporate building that I'd already been in. So anyway, we don't need to, we're not here to talk about our individual dreams. We're here to talk about our our unitive unitive community dreams that we have for the Nebraska uh, football program. And Fred, great. Uh, uh, question fred asked what i'm drinking tonight last week if you recall it was bitch slap uh red uh, american red ale with natural vanilla tonight it's water i'm disappointing i'm disappointing it right i i mean i have an accumulation ipa in the fridge but i I just want to drink water tonight so sorry to let everybody down Did you just want to go with that one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian uh, Anderson, uh, again, the first Facebook commenter of the night, uh, had a dream that the Huskers went 6-6 six and six and improved the next year. Uh, but I, Vince's got a good question here. Are we going to see uh, you go live on YouTube for your Polar Plunge? No. Are you going to go live immediately after your Polar Plunge? I, you know, that's a tall order. The high Saturday is supposed to be like seven degrees. So oh, I'm so excited. We will be, I, I've i never done this. I've been with them when they've done it, but I have never done it myself. One year I was going to go, and then I, it was not a good week for uh, my body, so I didn't jump with them. And then I got this shirt that says uh, two chicken to plunge. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, I'm still trying to figure out what you, you do, how you do this properly without freezing to death because... I mean, you think about it, if it's seven degrees on Saturday and you're jumping into a frozen lake, the warmest thing around you is actually going to be the water you're jumping into. Without question. Um, and, and the yeah. water, now, I'm no meteorologist or even water temperature expert. 
I'm sure that they, you know, the the local news uh, will have somebody out there covering the event, and they'll probably have a thermometer in the water to tell the viewers just how cold it is. My speculation is that the water is probably going to be somewhere around 45 degrees. That high? Because well, it's not. It, it's, it's not. not fr- the lake's not frozen over, is it? Right. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, yes, it is frozen over. They have everything is frozen over. Oh, okay. Well, then we have maybe, maybe. snow piles so high that you damn near get killed going into an intersection. We had a threat of snow last night. That they were calling for seven to eight inches. They canceled school before the wintry mix ever started, and we barely had a dusting. We don't know how to do things here in Southern Illinois like y'all do in Minnesota. I'm, I was embarrassed because my son could have gone to he should have gone to school. Um, but so I'm I, okay. So I, I I misspoke. I underestimated the uh, uh, the chill that is Minnesota winter. So yeah, I mean if if the lake's frozen over, they'll probably have to chop it up or do something. Okay, so it'll yeah. probably be they just cut closer to thirty degrees. Um, they they cut a big hole in the ice and they're literally like two or four uh, EMTs in the ice or in the you know in the not in the ice in the water they're, they're in the water in big like bubble suits it's really kind of weird I you know if I had a waterproof camera I'd take it with us I think one of the guys had a GoPro I saw him with one year I don't know we'll see what happens but uh, <laughs> Fred's got a comment uh. uh we always talk, you know, at the end of the episodes, we, we always get into predictions. Uh, Fred's getting his prediction out there a little early uh, this week, saying that John, your sack will shrivel more than last year's offensive line trying to protect a late game lead. <laughs> well, I'm sure there will be interesting things happening. We should probably get the football. All right. I think it's funny that you and I have managed to uh, uh, star the same questions. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let, let's go ahead and answer some of these questions uh, that Wade is asking. And again, feel free to uh, uh, jump in with your with your questions, your comments, uh, anything else. But the first uh, good one from Wade: Do you think Nebraska will ever build an indoor stadium? Well, well, will ever is a pretty tall order, and I mean, then you'd have to look at where you're going to get the money for that. And I don't, I no. I don't think so. Put it this way. Let me make let me make some comparisons for you. Minnesota built the Metrodome years ago, right? And yep. the Metrodome was the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome. And I don't know what year it was built, but it was a miserable place for sports. It really it was touted at the time, you know, they got a big dome and everything, but it was really a terrible, miserable place to watch sports. 1982. Yesterday. 1982. Yes, sir. And, and they tore it down and they built U.S. Bank Stadium, which is an incredible place to watch sports. So the key here is, are they ever going to build an indoor stadium? All right. If you go around and look at SoFi or you look at U.S. Bank, I mean, you're talking a billion dollars to build that. You're also talking about disrupting a campus environment completely that they've built their entire architecture around. You're also talking about knocking down the four, you know, pillars of Memorial Stadium and all its holiness. I mean, that's that way. This is blasphemy. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to agree in, in that in 
not in my lifetime will we ever see an indoor football stadium in Nebraska. Um, and for for a lot of the reasons, I think, and and maybe it would change as as the as the fan bases as generations you know move on and and yeah you could do a SoFi Stadium but again you're talking billions you know you're, you're talking a lot a lot of a lot of digits there um, but my question is where would you put it you'd you'd you wouldn't be in downtown you wouldn't be near the university anymore you know and and those are big factors I think I I would say. I like some of the changes that are that are being made to Memorial Stadium right now. Like everybody, I still want the student section down further, uh, and you know, in a more disruptive place. But I think modernizing the game day, I guess, approach or environment or or atmosphere or whatever uh, word you want to use is is going to be the way that they go because. It's what a hundred years old, right? Nineteen twenty-three. Yeah. So, thank you. Yeah. Hundred years oh, old. It is a hundred years old. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard math. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and uh, so I I just think doing the the upkeep, the modernization, uh, and and ooh, good one. Uh, I, I so I say I say no. Uh, way to answer your question kind of succinctly, I say uh, no. And again, Nebraska, I don't think, would be the first uh, university in the Big Ten who'd go that route. You I, know? Think, I think the key here, I mean, look at Minnesota, the University of Minnesota. TCF Bank Stadium, is it still, no, it's Huntington Bank now, isn't it? That stadium's outdoors, and it's in Minnesota. And when you go to those games, they, they are an incredible amount of fun that they have in that stadium. I think the biggest key here is what would Nebraska gain out of building an indoor stadium? I mean, really, honestly, they, you know, I can see where they would do things like, uh, you know, Minnesota had the field, the field is heated now because they had to play NFL games there while they were building U.S. Bank. Oh, they I didn't know that. They redid the field. It, they redid the field so the field is heated. I could see them doing those kinds of things or, you know, getting rid of all the seats or the benches and, uh, you know, getting rid of all the seats and benches and putting in seating and stuff like that. But uh, tearing down, you know, building an indoor stadium. Wade, what, let me ask you, what do you think that Nebraska would get out of having an indoor stadium? Because right now what we're seeing in the NFL particularly is this push towards, and Todd and I talked about this Monday night, this push towards US, or NFL status stadiums like right. Sophie Bank and U.S. Bank and I well, don't know it, what are the other stadiums. Think What's think about this Dallas? the Arlington. the I guess unwillingness of Kroenke to upgrade the dome in St. Louis is why the Rams are no longer in St. Louis. Like the right. the local community, be it the 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 city and the county, all voted to approve certain you know financial uh, benchmarks, you know tax. Uh, referendums and things like that and he basically he's like I'm not going to put any of my money in it for the sole reason of he just didn't want to be in St. Louis anymore you know now he's got his right. his diamond in in uh, uh, Tinseltown and and so he you know he's he's happy to be. and yeah it's, it's a perfectly fine football stadium and 
multi-purpose venue, which I'm sure is going to be used for a lot more than that. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I don't see when, if you're talking about like inclement weather, you've already mentioned Minnesota, there's Wisconsin, there's, you know, uh, Michigan, Michigan state, all of these are, you know, more, um, at risk for, you know, inc- inclement weather, you know, right. and, and like you said, Minnesota's already taken some steps. I didn't know about the, the heated turf. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Uh, it, it reminds me that you can do, and, and maybe this is something that, that, you know, you see more Northern, but like you can do heated driveways. Like, yeah. I think that that'd be fun for my next house, put in a heated driveway, never have to go shovel again. Uh, yeah. but also shoveling's like one of the two things I do in the winter for exercise. So, yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to, um, and, and so, you know, I, again, I, I say, I say, no, I, I just don't see it happening. I, I, Nebraska definitely wouldn't be the first because I think the first big 10 team that caves to something like that would get clowned on hard by everybody else. <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, you can't, you can't handle it. Blah. You know, I don't know. Uh, so Wade, you asked Wade why he thinks he, he said you could get title games, pro team to come play a couple of games, concerts, baseball games, all the stuff you can't have when it's cold. I don't disagree with that, but I just, I, the thing about it is, is the, the title games are going to go to NFL cities. They, they just are, you know, that's the thing why they want to be. I mean, I, I've lived in Minnesota for years. This whole freaking state has an inferiority complex the size of the state, okay? And their constant inferiority complexes, we want to be like L.A. or we want to be like New York City, known as a great cultural center and art center and stuff. That's why they have all these pro teams, because they want to be seen as, you know, worldly and international and all this stuff. And and how many times have they gotten title games up here? I mean, they had one Super Bowl. They did have that. Uh, they've had, you know, things like the Final Four, uh you know, volleyball's been here a couple times, but competing with those types of cities for that kind of stuff, I, I can guarantee you they're not going to get, they're not coming to Lincoln, Nebraska. But, you know, stuff like concerts, concerts and baseball games, that's true, but again, you have to weigh it against a billion dollars, you know what I mean? And and they've they've had some concerts at Memorial Stadium, right, within the last couple off-seasons? Didn't, I mean, they yeah, got I like, so. I don't, I don't want to say, was it Garth? Did Garth think, Brooks yeah, do it? Garth Brooks is so, there. They served alcohol. Yeah, crazy. And everybody went, oh, they've, they've cursed. They've, they've blasphemed in the cathedral. It just shows <laughs> it can be done. It can be yeah. done. Uh, Wade asked another question here. Uh, why isn't Nebraska, and look, we're going to talk about commitments and things like that. Why isn't Nebraska going after more linemen than all these receivers? Also, are they just looking ahead to get a top quarterback in two? I don't understand that last part. Um, I think... I want to I want to address the first part first, and and it's rehashing comments that have been made on this show, and and quote or not a direct quote. It's a paraphrase. It's it's it might not even be a very good paraphrase. But Bill Parcells, uh, what did he always say? You know, uh, it's a lot easier to find, uh, you know, the receiver type than that mountain of a man lineman type. You know, that it's just a numbers game. Uh, I we're going to talk about some of these hosses. You know, uh, all, all respect due to our uh, beloved co-host. Uh, I got the little hiccups all of a sudden. Uh, but we'll we'll talk about, you know, a couple of those. 
corn dogs <laughs> that are coming to uh, uh, Nebraska here as we go. Um, but yeah, I don't. We like have we don't a lot know. Of linemen. Hmm. I mean, we have a lot of. We have a fair number of linemen. And and just because, uh, and I'll say this: we're only seeing who's committing to Nebraska. We're not seeing who all they're going after. Right. You know, so kind of to address the the, uh, I'm sure they're going after every top lineman they can. It's just how many of them are, you know, lean and Lincoln. Um, are they looking ahead to get a top quarterback in two? I'm assuming he's meaning probably uh, uh, Rayola. I don't think. So. I mean, yeah, maybe he, maybe he meant in two also. Like, also, are they looking to get a top quarterback also? Oh, maybe. Uh, another top four or five. They just said something about another top four or five. Is that the does, does Sip and Sean Callahan do a show just before ours? I don't know. I, you know, I the, think they. Uh, me, when you when you when you when you look at uh, all the, I mean, and let's look at Bo Pelini's recruiting. I mean, they would offer like three hundred guys. I think Mike Riley and that other guy we fired, uh, they did about the same thing. Uh, you know, so I imagine they're going after a lot of the people. Oh, uh, oh that, that's that's my speculation completely. Do you want me to highlight Fred's comment? Yeah. Okay. I, I had it marked. Uh, Fred says, did you guys uh, see the latest doc talk with John uh, Zatechka on it? Uh, great insight into former staff's recruiting or lack thereof. Uh, the progress also rules honesty in recruiting uh, Zatechka's kid. I did not. Yeah, I, um, I mentioned it Monday night in the show because uh, it, it was, you know, I, I, I don't get the chance to listen to a lot of other podcasts and stuff, but I, every once in a while I do listen to doc talk and that part was very interesting about uh, the difference between the former guy we fired, how he was handling recruiting, and how Matt Rule seems to be. I mean, let's be honest. Right now, Matt Rule and his staff are going everywhere and talking to everybody. I mean, they look like they are literally visiting damn near the, everybody in the state of Nebraska. We had one of our guys who, in our Slack room, is friends with some high school coaches, and he said that, <clears throat> they they went to the town next to his friend's place and then they went to the town by him and they skipped him and he was jealous. But uh, yeah, Matt Rule's been all over the place and I think the other guy barely bothered. I, I think he just thought he could show up. You guys are working hard on this corn dogs thing. No, they are. They are. Uh, Fred says uh, former HC offered many recruits and even several waitresses at Chili's. So... <laughs> Uh, great. Uh, yeah, one of the question or one of the comments about corn dog was uh, we need to get ahead of the corn dog merch. Now that it's the new it's the new Calabrasca, you know. It is. I see so. where the BB printing put out a corn dog shirt. Yeah. Well, apparently we didn't get out in front of it enough. Um, and to that, you know, I would say the difference between the corn dog versus the Calabrasca is the corn dogs have all. I mean, I, I guess you could say played, but they've all been on a national championship team. Well, that is true. Whereas the Calabrasca kids, and I'm not taking anything away from from those kids, uh, you know, and, and they, I think, came in highly touted, but 
at the wrong wrong place wrong time and i because they they didn't get any any i think direction they didn't get any any ability to progress in their skills no development um so i i you know uh at least with with the Georgia kids coming up or Georgia men uh, coming up, then uh, you know I I feel like you know they they've got a little bit of that uh, winning thoroughbred behind them, you know, pedigree, I guess. I you know what I I guess you could say they know what it takes to win, and yep. that, and that that doesn't mean on the field. That means all the put it this way: we play play like twelve games a year. But that's not what wins games. It's all the other days of the year that wins the games. It's all the other year, days of the year where you're weightlifting and you're staying, you know, you're, the process. I hate that term, but that's really it. Uh, you know, you're sticking with what your winter conditioning coaches expect you to do. You're showing up for workouts. You're showing up for school. You're showing up and doing all the things it takes to be a champion. And, you know, maybe that's the biggest key about getting these guys from Georgia is they already know this. They were yep. with the championship school, and when they come into Nebraska, they can look at these guys and say, here's what we did there. By the way, if you're skipping the weight room two times a week, you, you, you don't belong in this. You know, that's I, not um, what it takes to win. Matt Hansen uh, says, you know, we're talking about former coaches, recruits uh, left. There was a horrible attrition rate. I remember when uh, HCSF came in, and he basically sat down with most of you know Mike Riley's guys, and it was almost a, uh, a yes or no, like, hey, we can use your no, we can't. And so he he was advising some kids to uh, go find a new home, and and yeah, we're seeing the same thing now. But we also saw a lot of attrition when he was here. It makes you wonder if if those kids knew something. Okay, he <laughs> didn't at the time. There is an article. There is an article back in the Omaha paper, and I. I in the past few days, one of the videos I'm going to do is about the 90s because they, that way all of our opponents will go, oh, look, they're living in the 90s. And we can live right. in the 90s when I do that video. But anyway, so I've been reading a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Go ahead, Greg. I was just going to ask, are you going to put the definitive bow on the 1990s talk? Well, there's no, no, because then not with one video, we have to do 30 on this. <laughs> okay. Anyway, right. <laughs> uh, there was an article back in the Omaha paper, and I want to say it was 93, 94. I haven't found it. I, Osborne suffered like a 50% attrition rate. They, kids left because when they showed up, they knew they were never going to play. You have to also consider like, in, I want to say 1992, they have like 80, 60, 80 freshmen on the roster. Right, because they still had freshman games, and then when freshman football went away, uh, you could, you know, you could, you no longer had, you no longer had, uh, well, you no longer had that big a roster, and then you come in with the 85 limit on scholarships. Most schools now, you know, have around 100, 105 uh, players on their rosters, but. I guess where I was going with this is the attrition rate, you know, Osborne had a high attrition rate too, and that's probably because they had shit tons of players. Uh, the other thing about, you know, when we go back and look and we go, well, all those guys redshirted in their first couple of years. Well, they also had played freshman football too. They didn't, 
You know, they didn't. They could sit there and play freshman football and have those games under the belt and develop. But now, when you come in as a freshman, people are like, "Well, if you were any good, you'd just be starting right away in your first year." And you know, things have changed quite a bit. Yeah. For us young guys, John, yeah. uh, when did the NCAA stop doing the uh, freshman football? I want to say ninety-two, ninety-three, okay. somewhere in there. Right. I thought it was in the, maybe it was in the eighties. Well, don't take time to look now. We have uh, in you, you an know, NIL. The problem is, is, I keep wearing this mic. I got to figure out how to wear this mic so it doesn't flop over. Hey, hey, John. Yeah. John. What? That that was a private message I sent to you. Well, I know, but it does. But, but now you're you're giving people a peek behind the uh, curtain of of production notes. Okay. You're 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 you're, you're killing the mystique, John. Okay. I I said. <laughs> I might as well just put it all out there, folks. I sent him a message when he when he sits back. You, you can't hear him quite as well, but when he, you know, anyway. Uh, oh, that's that's because it's it presses on the mic. Yeah, I need exactly. To that. Uh, Roger says you're uh, born in 400 BC. <laughs> what was it like in the uh, 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 when when you and the rest of Israel were were exiled to Babylon? It was terrible. We had to walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, All the so, way. It's no my cars. nightmare. It's my nightmare. <laughs> uh, all right, so we actually have a lot of uh, uh, good. Uh, we have good, serious questions and comments, and, and then we have. I mean, this is a good one. What's a good one? Fred says fried runs are coated in corn nuts. Make it happen, and he'll take a ten percent royalty. No, that sounds horrible. It, so here's the thing. Here, here's the, the we, we, they have to be like crushed corn nuts. Like you couldn't just do like a, a whole knobby corn nut. You have to crush no car, it. No corn nuts. John. What? That's disgusting. When's, when's the last Here, time you had a good corn nut? I, Thirty years ago. I went, <laughs> never. I wasn't is there such a thing. Uh, all right. Uh, we got some other ones here. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll do our best. I, I am, uh, all right. Wade says, uh, compliments. Thank you, Wade. Uh, on three and you guys, um, I don't mean, uh, you writers, uh, are doing so much more than we ever got to know about recruiting and football in general. So, um, uh, oh, thank, thank you, Wade. That means a lot. A- and make sure on it, Wade, if you, if you are a frequent, uh, reader of coordination.com, not just Wade, but anybody, uh, when you read an article and, and, you know, our, our men and women, we, you know, I mean, we're not, it's not a vanity thing, but we like to know that people are out there. Uh, so, and if you dig what we're doing, you know, s- s- throw that appreciation in the comments. Uh, they would, they would really like to, uh, um, you know, if see, you're, see if you're on comments. YouTube, make sure you hit like on the video, please. Yes. Uh, Joel says uh, Matt Rule's recruiting has been awesome. I mean, it, it's it's been impressive. What what he's it done really again? Has. He did not get hired until after the regular season, right? You know, um, and he he didn't really finalize. I, I don't even know if his coaching staff still finalized yet you know because they're always adding a ceo or i think you know you and todd have talked in the past the, the one uh elements that, that's missing is a uh pr 
director, press director, <laughs> uh, press secretary. secretary. Um, I mean, he's he's building this uh, staff like a cabinet, and and that's okay, you know. Uh, so the fact that he's put together a top thirty recruiting class in two months' time, that that's. I, I think the biggest key for this is is uh, you see these guys. I mean, who, where were they at this morning? Battle Creek. Did you sure. see that? I think I'm gonna take Battle your word Creek. for it. But uh, you have to realize what they're doing is building relationships, and they're building relationships that nobody. I don't. My memory is not that good. You guys know that if you've been around for a while. But they certainly were not relationships. You know, the the previous coaching staff, I think they did that. Would they go around with Nebraska with all the different head coaches? and? and That's where I met Bill Callahan. Right. Like the Cornhusker Caravan or something. But these are coaches going out to meet coaches all across Nebraska, which means they're going to establish relationships with these people. And then in the first year, and before anything else has really even started, winter conditioning, I think, just did that just start this week or something like that? I believe so, yes, sir. Yeah. So they've done, they've started this relationship building process with all these coaches across the state of Nebraska uh, before they've done anything else. And I think that's really, well, it's wise. It, it, we're getting a firsthand look at why he was so popular. And so successful with recruiting at Baylor with the Texas high schools, right? You know, I, and look, I'm not, I'm not here to knock Nebraska, but Class A ball, uh, Class A football is not, you know, the 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 same, dare I say, as as the top level of Texas high school football. I hope I hope nobody takes offense to that. Uh, I I really don't. Um, there are as as someone who watched. Well, for the first year, yeah, first year I was out in Chatter and it was Class B, and then they dropped down to Class C1, uh, or I guess C for football and C1 for basketball. Uh, you know, like I saw firsthand the quality of kids, of, of athletes that you could have out there, but few of them went D1 at that time. You know, uh, a lot of them, because it, right down the road, a lot of them went to Shatter State, you know, uh, and, and one kid from Rushville. Uh, went to Iowa State, and I remember on one of those coach around you know coach around the state type of um, there's a picture somewhere somewhere I have a picture of me holding an old school stick microphone to Bill Callahan and asking him about you know how, what he's going to do to help uh, you know keep in state talent in state because um, oh, I'm, I'm going to forget the kid's name and, and it's just because it's been. Hard to believe, almost 20 years uh, since I started my uh, uh, radio career out in Shattern. But a kid from Rushville signed on signing day. I was there when he faxed his uh, letter of intent to play at Iowa State. And and so my question to Callahan was, you know, what are you going to do? And you know, and I cited the kid's name. He's like, well, you know, blah blah blah. We're going to do best we can in our scouts and blah blah blah. You know, gave the coach speech. But I, I've been there, you know, and. and but anyway, getting back to the the point, he had a great amount of success recruiting at Baylor uh, because of his the relationships he built with those coaches. Right, and that's what he's doing here at Nebraska. So I think at the end we're going to see more homegrown kids staying home. 
you know. And yes, some of them might end up at, uh, at, at Colorado State, or some of them might end up at uh, UNK, or some of them might end up at, you know, wherever. But I think we're going to stop losing kids to Iowa, stop losing kids to Wisconsin. You know, uh, the, the premier talent in the state, I think, is going to start staying home. What? I, 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 you caught me in the middle. I thought you were going to go on longer. I was looking something up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Vince, uh, I'm going to... Uh, Brendan Johnson, I think, from, from Rushville, Vince, I believe. He was a lineman. And a state... Like, all-state wrestler, I believe, as well. I, I think. So... So... <laughs> We're 37 minutes in, and you haven't shown that quote yet. Okay, do you want me to? Yeah. Okay. I got to go back to the graphics tab. And you can you can read it. Okay. Because you, you're, you're you have a good voice and a better enunciator than I am. <clears throat> All right. So this was a quote from, I believe, uh, when Matt Rule was a guest on Bussin' with the boys, with... Uh, 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 Will, Will Compton, Compton and Taylor Lewin and he said quote I don't want this to be a slow burn because I feel like that year for them was last year Rule said what I respected about Nebraska was that the players had just lost their coach they'd had some tough losses and they just kept battling if you go to Iowa the last game of the year when Iowa has to win it to win the Big Ten West and you beat them there's something in that locker room End quote. You know, first of all, let's take a moment to remember that Iowa did not win the Big Ten West because we beat them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I think he makes, number one, he makes an incredibly good point about uh, that the team did keep playing well. They kept playing, not well all the time, but they kept playing together and they kept together. And I think that's one been one of the more amazing things about uh, from then till now is that we haven't seen this team just, you know, people just leave in droves. They are, there are going to have to be some that leave in the next few months, uh, probably because of scholarships and things like that. I mean, we're way over the limit for scholarships and, you know, either that or those guys are going to stay on as preferred walk-ons or take an academic scholarship or something. <laughs> you freaked me out there, man. But I Whoa. think that, that he has a good point in that I think the first thing you do have to have is uh, the will of a team to stick together and play together and play for each other and their coaches. Uh, you know, they weren't just they weren't just a bunch of selfish people on the field looking out for their own you know i, I want to highlight this uh comment from joel tilson who says that beating iowa was our bowl game i don't disagree but i also know that the mentality at the beginning of the season was going and playing northwestern in ireland was the bowl game and i think that's how that northwestern game was prepared for I mean, when you when you saw the team was out at, at either the Jameson Distillery or the Guinness Brewery the day before the game, that's not how you prepare for a conference football game. So I and and I look if if I ever went to Ireland, which you know I I it's it's on the it's on the list of places to go in this world. Um, those are things that I would like to do. 
but I'm not a Division One Big Ten football player. You know, I I I don't have any responsibility when I go to Ireland other than to be a good steward, be be a good tourist. Uh, yeah, I just with the I Joel, I agree with you that Iowa Iowa was the the cap, and and somebody said, you know, Wade, yeah, Wade here says that the highlight uh, of of the season was beating Iowa. Fully agree, and and I want to, you know, kind of what I said. Yes, the beating Iowa was the bowl game, or at least you know, like playing for something. The the bowl game, I think, approach maybe was that Northwestern game. We all remember how that one went. Yeah, I think the the other thing. Put that quote back up there real quick. Seriously? Yeah. When when I put the quote up, they can't see your face, John. That's okay. All right, you gotta you gotta sit you gotta sit a little higher so we can see. <laughs> and I'll do this. Okay, I, I I I the first part of this. I don't want this to be a slow burn because I feel like that last the year for them was the last year. In other words, what he feels. I what I'm taking away from this is he's saying uh, we're gonna win out of the gates. Okay, you can take it down. Can I, John? I don't want to. Yeah, I don't but is that what you again. get out of that first part? That I do. He, I, he is basically saying, you know, if you look at his first year at Temple, he was like two and ten. Same thing with Baylor. The first years were terrible, and I think what he's really saying is we're not going to do that this time. And and, and my fear with that is we're going to start drinking the Kool Aid right now. And we're I've not going to wait Kool-Aid until for like, a... oh my God, you can't. I just don't drink the Kool Aid for a while. It's something we're all going to do because that's what we do. But if you put it off longer, then don't drink the Kool-Aid until the spring game. How about that? I, I don't have my uh, my 2022 schedule sheet with me. I actually am using it as a bookmark right now. Um, okay. But, no, the Kool-Aid, John, I'm going to tell you this every week, the Kool-Aid okay. tastes delicious. <laughs> Come on. Join us. <laughs> Mm. Uh, no, it, it, I, my takeaway or my interpretation of that, you know, it's not going to be a slow burn is, you know, we, we've, we made excuses for his predecessor, right? Like you gotta, gotta get your guys in there and, and, you know, you gotta, you gotta be able to, you know, implement your system. And, and I feel like what Matt rule is saying is like, we have the tools, we we have the we have the talent on the field, and the coaching staff has the tools to develop them right and get them ready for game day, and and yeah we we're not going to have you know three and nine followed by uh, the COVID year was what three and five. I, I don't read. It's in the I I'm erasing right. parts. <laughs> and then three and nine and four. Like we're 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 going to have. I believe my interpretation from that and my belief in my, in my, in my five heart okay. is, is that we're going to come out of the gate swinging and buddy, we're going to come out of the gate winning. If you know what I mean? Yeah, keep in mind. I mean, when we start next year, we start on the road at Minnesota in a conference game. Do we play yeah, Colorado on the road? Yeah, no, no we're, we're fine. Okay. Just, you, th- you think I'm worried just, about college? We, we, I, want we some, I want people to be tempered, temper their expectations for a while. Look, at least if there's one thing like August, 
They can go up. There can be a curve, okay? There could be like a curve. Spring game, it goes way up. Kool-Aid drinking. But then, you know, taper it off. So your livers can last through this season or something. I don't know. Fred Fred wants uh, all the money, uh, all the royalties, rules, tools. <laughs> Put it on a T. I think we'd have to license that or, you know, that that's the thing with using names. I mean, if we asked him, I don't think, you know, he, I feel like he'd be, Okay, I'd feel like he'd he'd probably say I don't care, but the, the athletic department would come to me like they have in the past and said, "What are you doing? Wait, what, what come on, what are you doing, man?" I'm don't, right there with Roger. Don't worry about Colorado. I think I think Colorado Colorado's a joke. <gasps> they, I mean, I, I mean, the last few years they've been a joke, and yeah, I know that. The joke includes two wins against Nebraska, but it, now this is how you lose games. Stop it! Don't 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 argue with me yet. Colorado was a joke, or was a joke, and now they're a clown show. All right. Why are we? Why would we worry about Colorado? Like, look, Lamborghinis don't win games. Like, you can't hand a football to a Lamborghini, and Lamborghini can't catch for shit. All right. By the way, this is this is. Go ahead, read that. Go ahead. I was trying to hydrate you, some bitch. Uh, Roger says Colorado's recruiting on fumes. A Lamborghini parked on the field won't yield all that much. This is this is honestly this is honest to God. Why I follow baseball is because <laughs> I I cannot consume this much Husker football all of the time. I just can't. I know that, you know, if, do you know who Josh Pate is? I feel like I've heard the name, yeah. Yeah, Late Night with Josh. He does stuff on YouTube. He's very good. He has a lot of followers. But I watched one of these videos, and he was talking about the fact that, uh, you know, he talks about college football and not other sports because college football is where the money is. And I know that if we start doing baseball content, we're gonna, you know, we're not gonna have as many viewers, and it actually hurts our YouTube channel a little bit because YouTube wants us to talk about college football. But I'm still gonna do it because I just I can't stand the strain of thinking about football every day of my life, and I need something in there, and that's why I hope we do well at baseball. By the way, I have tried to uh, scuzzle butt. I know some of the guys who write for D1 Baseball, and I'm going to try to do a, a show with uh, one of them about Big Ten Baseball coming up, and then maybe Eric Sorensen is a friend of mine. If you follow college baseball, you know him as Stitchhead. He is one of the national writers that's pretty well known. Uh, but he and I will talk Nebraska baseball. He will be uh, at the games that we start the season with in San Diego. So there's that's my baseball content for the night. Husker JPEG or maybe JPG says I'm making a mistake underestimating Colorado and he despises Colorado. I they will have a game under their belt when they play us. So I well, so will we, to, John. I, I I'm two games. I don't know. I haven't looked Are, at the schedules yet. This is way. This is months away. Let me let me ask you this, John. Are they going to have a road conference game, Big Ten conference game under their belt? I don't think they will. No, They'll have some powder puff. Uh, why, uh, why is Colorado consuming us? Why are they living in our heads rent free? What the I, hell is what? I brought this up before. Why is it Colorado? Why? Why Colorado? I I don't know. I just think it's funny that you know I, this. 
I, I, am I overlooking Colorado? Yes. Am, am I having fun? That's what it's all about. Either way, I looked it up because uh, I, I got to scroll back up to see who keeps mentioning Patrick Duffy's leg. Um, and I will find it. Yeah, Fred. That was man. Fred says Colorado's a lot of sound and fury signifying nothing rules. Patrick Duffy leg will smite them into the fires of Iowa City. And I had to look up the South Park character who had the uh, uh, Patrick Duffy leg. His name was Scuzzlebutt. So we were full circle. I thought it was man bear pig. Scuzzlebutt. I looked it up, John. Okay, good job. In fact, yeah, thank you. Can I, can I, uh, why why don't you take over for a minute so I can grab this picture and show the good people what Scuzzlebutt, remind them what he looks like. What? I'm taking over. Yeah, just just say hi. Just say hi to the folks. Okay, hi, everybody. How you doing? Nebraska lost to Northwestern in a really bad basketball game tonight. No, you don't have to go to... We're, like, we're, not, we're, we're not that desperate. You don't have to start talking about basketball. Oh, my God. This <laughs> terrible. William Breidenbach <laughs> has just devolved into... He just looks lost. He looked like he was coming up, and then he's just now... I mean, losing the two players we did, Gary and Bandamal, has just been, I think, devastating somewhat to this team. So that's my basketball content for the night. I concur. I really thought you'd have more to say on that because I'm still trying to find a good image of Scuzzlebutt. The other reason is, is I've said this before again, I'd really like us to have a good basketball team, but, you know, it doesn't seem to, I don't know. It's it's just like it's never going to happen. We can blame this coach, but it's been going on for a hundred years or whatever. So John, right? by the way, so James someday. Marshall didn't James Marshall earlier say who's going to have the second best recruiting class next to us? Yes, we should yes. Write, uh, let me get that there. down. I am guessing it'll be Wisconsin, but uh, I haven't looked. Excuse me, I haven't looked because Wisconsin has brought in, gosh dang it, a number of what? players. I keep hiccuping. Yeah, I did that too. You gave it to me. I'm sorry? Uh, I think that uh, Wisconsin has brought in some pretty decent, you know, quarterbacks and some high-level receivers and running backs. So uh, they're probably asking the same questions. In fact, I'll be talking to my Wisconsin guy soon. Uh, They're probably asking the same questions over there. Why aren't we getting more linemen? Okay, go ahead. You're doing great. I'm so proud of you. Thanks, Dad. I'm, I'm doing I'm doing this on the fly, John. I'm I'm, okay, I'm gonna good job. I, I'm you're doing. It. I'm holding up the show so that I can share this picture. And Lord, I apologize to everybody. Can you uh can you bring that comment? There we go. Thank you. All right, here we go. Scuzzlebutt. That's man bear pig. That's scuzzlebutt, John. Okay, I obviously I don't remember my early South Park. All right. How all. did anybody get famous and wealthy doing drawings like that? That's what the hell? <laughs> hey, Cornhusker Corner finally showed up. What's, what's Cornhusker Corner got? What did we say? You said, we, yeah, we, I mean, we've missed you, Cornhusker Corner. Uh, <laughs> but that was, you know, uh, that, that was some desperation. Like, we've missed you. That was some forlorn, like, longing of the heart. Cornhusker Corner, we've missed you. There you are. You're finally here. <laughs> um, like, sup, brothers? As my dad uh, has repeated every year for the past 20 years, we're two years away. Uh, Wade Wade says, uh, 
If you didn't address, you, you you said Cornhusker Corner, you're finally here, and then I I threw his comment up, and you just dismissed it. Well, okay, you know what? Let's 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 address this. <laughs> we need to do this more away. often. You're out of practice, John. <laughs> we we are two years away. I want to know from your comments uh, with regards to Matt Rule, what he's doing, uh, the recruiting, and the comment he made that we put up. I mean, do you feel like we're gonna we're ahead of the curve? We're gonna win next year and get to a bowl game. Let's just put it at a bowl game. Are we gonna get to a bowl game next year? Yes or no you answers only. You ought to be consuming all the Kool Aid you can get your hands on at this point. <laughs> or are you having tempered expectations? Yes or no answers only. Are we getting to a bowl game in twenty twenty three? Oh, there. That's that's. You made it easy for him. I tried, John. Okay. Hey, did you see that uh, we're bringing in potentially a fullback? <laughs> we're going, we're going right into the fullback thing, huh? I mean, you know, we haven't. We're, John, we're fifty-three minutes into it. We haven't talked about the the kids who are committing. <laughs> oh, we need to do that. We can't uh, do. We can't do three hours tonight. I didn't plan on it, John. Okay, what what kids have committed, Greg? What, what? what is this news? We're we're in the middle of yes or no season here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus, I was just trying to fill a little time while we awaited our uh, our esteemed viewers' uh, answers. So Wade says yes. But yeah, there's a lot of yeses coming up here. Highlander Gun says, uh, "Any new coach, you're two years away." Roger says, "Colorado will be two years away every year," which is hilarious. Cornhusker Corner says we're going bowling. Fred Sacco says by rules comments, yes. AJ Racing says no, but AJ Racing all also says don't overlook Colorado, so I'm not sure AJ Racing is. And in that color scheme, I think AJ Racing secretly an Iowa fan. You could put 90 in the Scarlet and Cream AJ Racing. Come on. Uh, Roger Moore says yes. Uh, by the way, that's our Roger Moore, not 007 Roger Moore. Different spelling. Um Matt Hansen says, Cherry Kool-Aid all the way. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, MPJ says, 2010 Auburn vibes. And, and then we get into some of the fullback talk. Fullback talk. Fullback, is that Latin for Captain Duncil? I don't know the reference. I don't either. Uh, I know I should, but I don't. Uh, you know, AJ Racing, if those are the colors on the car, that's a car that's going to stand out on the track pretty well. Don't tell him how to drive his car, John. <laughs> Especially if it's dirt. Um, so, I don't. I looked up the Captain Dunseal. I don't, I don't have a clue what that means either. So, uh, Fred, enlighten us, as you typically do. You're a genius. Um no, so we got a, a kid who uh, was from Seward High School, went uh, by the name of uh, Trevor Ruth, I believe, went to UNK, decided, you know what, I'd rather do anything than play football or, or be a part of UNK. And so he uh, is, is transferring, going to continue his academic and uh, athletic football career at Nebraska. He was an All-State kid uh, when he was a Seward. Uh, played linebacker and fullback. Speculation is that he'll be a fullback uh, for Nebraska. And, I mean, that's fine because I believe Matt Rule has had thoughts in the past about the fullback, correct? 
Well, I think it's Marcus, the Satterfield, the offensive coordinator. Thank you for I'm sure Matt for Rule me. somewhere has thought about a fullback. I, you know, I just we'll see what happens during the spring game. I did look up the Captain Dunsell comments. It's basically uh, the, a part on a ship that has no useful purpose whatsoever. Which somebody said about a fullback, you blasphemer to all the people that love fullbacks. All right. Okay. Uh, Wade, Wade had a comment. He, he said that when, uh, and I just responded to him in the comments, but I'll address it. He said, when you when you said yes or no answers only, you weren't that serious. I said, no, I was serious. It's just that like with my kids, nobody here listens to me. <laughs> he's he's got a point. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and AJ Racing says I he needs to change the colors. I've been hoping for years for us to make a bowl game, but we've been bitten by false hope in the past. Hey, I'm telling you, this is the year. This is the year. Put you all your money. Me, this is, you were the guy that said we go twelve and zero last year. Stop. No, what? All right, you see that? Mark Twain yes. wrote a book about Joan of Arc. It took him okay. almost 20 years to complete. Um, it is, as you can see, I'm very early in, in the book here. Um, he calls it, he says, I like Joan of Arc best of all my books, and it is the best. Take that with a grin. I'm, I'm page 35, okay. <laughs> I had 12 and 0. I you had 12 and 0. 0. You chose 12 and 0 last season. And I'll choose 12 and 0 again. Spoiler That's alert in August. I imagine you will. <laughs> hey look, if somebody if if somebody's not being the ridiculous amount of optimism guy, if 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 I'm not that guy then who am I, John? What is my identity? Is this one of those things where the ask we ask the audience? No, I'm I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid of those answers. <laughs> <laughs> all right um i've yeah, always so, tried to i've always tried to approach this with a, a, a very hardened sense of reality which a lot I know. of people think is negativity but it you know you, I'll, I'll say this it's not ne- it's not negative i appreciate i appreciate your honesty because that's what you believe you believe in your heart of hearts that nebraska will fail oh i however I don't. I, however, when, when we get closer to, you know what, when we see the spring game, oh, sorry. Could, I love this. When we when we go when we all go to the spring <laughs> game, because this week they announced the time, and they announced that spring game tickets are going to be on sale like next week. I who all is going to the spring game? The answer is everyone. And it's in that Gary Goldman, what movie that was that from? Where he, everyone. Remember that? Is that the, the, it's some action movie. Yes. I, I, yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can see the scene, right. but I can't uh, 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 place the movie. It was like the expert, the mechanic, it wasn't the mechanic, that was Charles Bronson. But, uh, I, who all is going to the spring game? I think so many people are going to want to watch the spring game and see the spring game. I certainly am going to try to make Leon it. the professional. 
Leon the Professional. That was that was a, I thought that was an excellent movie, mostly because of the acting of Leon. But, He's so um, good. And, you know, in a cheesy you know movie where you know how it's going to go, it was. I thought it was very good. But um, seeing the spring game, I mean, last year's spring game, you could feel it in the crowd that things were screwed up, and then we all convinced ourselves otherwise. But I think for this spring game, we're going to come out and we're. It doesn't make sense for them in their first year to maybe run one or two plays that aren't the you know legacy plays to get the crowd into it like a triple option or line up in the power eye. And, but it makes more sense for us to actually see a semblance of what their offense is going to look like because they do need to run those things and and you know I think it would help them to show it off. So I have a, I have an then I'll honest question for you. How is this? Yes. In regards to that, you said. You know, line up in some of those familiar staples. Run some of those beloved plays. Yes. To get the crowd into it. Yeah. You have a new head coach yeah. coming in. And, and, and I apologize for any... Because well, I, think, I think this is a cynical view, but an optimistic overall. Because that's, that's my nature, right? Do... Do they need to rely on those old-timey gimmicks to to get the crowd excited about Nebraska football? Like, and, and, and by that I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight Fred's comment here because uh, he says, "I used to believe we'd never lose back in '96. By '02, I was bloodied. After '04, I was broken. It's all been involuntary, perpetual penetration. After that, that's painful." <laughs> but, I have an answer. But do do we need to roll out these legacy plays just to get a rise out of the crowd? Because at the end of the day, even in even in the spring game, for a for a fan base that has been clamoring and pining for, you know, see, I would much rather see where we're going than where we've been. Okay, two things about this. Okay, let Uh-oh. me write down. I I need to write down the second thought before I lose it. Uh, okay, two things about this real quick. <laughs> I lost the first thought. You said fullback. You said fullback. Marcus Satterfield said fullback, and I want to see a fucking fullback. Everybody's going to want to see a fucking fullback. And if you don't put a fucking fullback out there, you lied to us, and that's when the crumbling starts, Greg. If I can't believe that you're going to put a fullback, you said fullback, there's no fullback. That means everything else you've said is a lie. And that's when things start to fall apart in this imagined fantasy that we want to live in. That's the problem. And when we think of fullback, we think of fullback trap and Corey Schlesinger and Joel McAvicka. Those are the things that we, those are the images we have in our head, at least old people like me. Wait a minute. You went back to the '90s for a fullback reference, and you didn't go back half a nobody dozen uses, years. Andy Janovich, Tom Rath, Andy Janovich, Tom Rathman. You suck. You don't make me come over there. Okay, uh, you, here's here's <laughs> the other thing that you need to understand. I want you to understand this. All of you understand this. Very, it's very important that you understand this. I want you to think about the guy we fired versus Fred Hoiberg. <laughs> Okay, the guy we fired versus Fred Hoiberg. 
Now, granted, basketball, nobody gives a shit about basketball. Uh, we say we do, but it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy your book or, you know, I'll buy your newsletter, whatever. I'll subscribe to your newsletter and pay you money. We all say that stuff, but nobody cares about men's basketball. It's the same kind of thing. Fred Hoiberg's in trouble right now of remaining as the coach. Fred Hoiberg's a Nebraska guy. The guy we fired was a Nebraska guy. We all love the guy we fired. We wanted him to succeed by any, I, literally, he is the only coach that ever had NCAA violations against him, and we blew it off. Everybody blew it off. They're like, ah, whatever. You know, he'll be successful. He'll be great. Now you look at Fred Hoiberg. He doesn't have that same cachet. He doesn't have that same feeling from people. Now, granted, you can throw men's basketball in there and say a little bit about, like, oh, well, nobody cares. But at the same time, why is that? And it's because Scott Frost, God, I said his name, ingratiated himself to the people by saying things that they wanted to hear, at least early on. The, we have seen that is part of this same process that's happening now. Okay? You said fullback. I want to see a fullback, you son of a bitch. Okay? <laughs> that's how it works. So if I would have never said those words. If he would have never said the specific word, fullback. <laughs> All right, well, let, let's talk. Um, so if he goes out and he runs those legacy plays, okay, if yep. he just runs one triple option, one fullback trap, people are, uh, people. not everybody's going to go bananas, but enough of the crowd will go bananas. It'll be much, it'll be, part of this is it's a show. I think Bo Pelini understood that better than anybody, you know? What yes. did he remember he had the things the games where they punted and they caught the ball and stuff and it was kind of fun. Wasn't he had game? he had the Jack Hoffman. He yeah. came out once uh, with a cat that he that he held up in the air like Simba. Um, yeah, yeah. You know he, I mean, he he understood that part of this is a show. I yeah. I think you know when it comes to Matt Rule, I think he has kind of some of that understanding too. He's very good. He's very professional. He can button up his tie, his collar, and wear a tie properly. But Fred Hoiberg has not done a lot of those things, you know. And, and that's one reason why, if he gets fired at the end of the season, everybody's going to go, "Oh well, then whatever." When uh, I, I would I would I would be sad because I do think that Hoiberg. My, you know, with with the you know he's got some setbacks, but I do think he has that team and that program headed in the right direction. Yeah. Now, it it's sixty six minutes into this. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some of these commitments. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and and we're not we're gonna uh, unless I'm gonna name them and more rapid fire. I don't know how. You know, much time we need to spend on any of them. I'm sure you and Todd talked about them. I haven't had a chance to listen to uh, the Monday Night Therapy yet. But after we recorded last week, uh, it was announced that uh, Georgia transfer tight end Eric Gilbert is coming in. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, that's I fine. Mean, he, um, you know, Brian Johansson at our site, if you go to Coronation, did a article on uh, getting to know Eric Gilbert and has a YouTube video out as well. I suggest everybody go look at those. Perfect. Uh, another tight end. Sorry. Another, another tight end uh, committed uh, from Texas a couple of days ago. Uh, Ishmael Smith Flores. Yep. Another uh, another spot Bob to that. Played at uh, Martin High School in Arlington. 
Perfect. Uh, Georgia transfer offensive lineman Jacob Hood uh, committed to Nebraska a couple days ago. Uh, it I th- evidenced I by the last. Go ahead. I, I just I think that's huge. I think that's that if you had to pick one position at Nebraska that you needed a guy to come in and help out, uh, it was offensive tackle. I, I just, don't disagree. You know, I think the addition of that guy, that guy is in how well he can perform. If he can perform, I think that that's made. I don't know one win. Speaking of. Uh, uh... You know, you know, reestablishing some of those recruiting re- routes in Texas. Uh, wide receiver Jeremiah Charles. Also played for Bob Wager at Martin High School in Arlington, Texas. Uh, okay. Um, trying to think of who I've missed. Uh, Demetrius Bell. I don't wide know receiver, four-star wide receiver okay, from Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't look at him at all. Akalo did that. Okay. And then there's nothing on the on on Trevor Ruth committing from UNK the the sewer J. He was like a he was like a walk on a preferred walk on. Okay, I, I guess we don't care about Nebraska kids anymore, John. <laughs> okay. um, I I do let's I do want to go go let's, back. Let's go back to the offensive tackle guy again. He played at Georgia. They won a national title. He knows what to go through. He knows what they've been through. He knows what it takes. And I don't mean on the field. I mean all the work that goes in behind it. What it takes to win a national title. The work it takes, the dedication, all of that stuff. That is just, that's huge. That's the part that a lot of people are not talking about. That I think we have to recognize. The 60 minutes from kickoff to the final horn mm. is like 10% of, of the football week, maybe less. Right, a tiny bit, actually. So, um, yeah. Let's, let's, let's bring some of that winning um, culture. Are we, yeah. I hate using that, you know, in, because it, I think been it's been overused. But. Every, when you, when you say it, everybody knows what you're talking about. So maybe they that that's How an about infusion. If we just call it winning knowledge, winning ways. Yeah, the right prescription. <laughs> they'll bring the they'll bring the prescription, and the Husker kid, the Nebraska-born kids, will bring the Kool Aid, and they'll all be dead. There's the there's the other word you missed. What. This recipe's got to be in here somewhere. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah there's it, a recipe it, from the corn dogs to make the corn. I don't know. It, God, it, this it's is terrible. It, it's it's the prescription. It it's they're bringing the salve. They're bringing the medicine. You mix the medicine with the Kool Aid, and you have a perfect cocktail. All right, moving on. Um, okay. <laughs> so Wade asked this question a long time ago. Thanks for sticking around, Wade. Uh, are you guys going to show or tell us about Nebraska players' fitness test from first days and then at the end of each section, uh, the winter conditioning, spring and summer? Uh, I'm sure somebody will. I don't. We Do we get yeah, information? Do we get results on that? No. Okay. Well, then I guess not. But it was a great question, Wade. It really was. <laughs> I'm so sorry that. Uh, I don't. That's not. I don't think any of that would be public knowledge. Maybe I'm thinking of something different than he is. I remember um, when I was up in Shattern, and and this is purely anecdotal. But they were talking, and and the young man has gone on. He's a, a strength and conditioning coach 
at a high school in, I want to say Colorado, but I'm not sure. Um, But the way it was told to me is as I'm looking, you know, at all the, all the weightlifting, uh, you know, the the fitness and and weight room uh, records and, and, and things like that, or the stats for each season, the football coach told me, he's like, pound for pound, this kid is the strongest kid on the team. And he was built like a brick shit house. Like you believe it. So, um, all right. Matt says, I hope winter conditioning goes well and no one opts out of lifting like under previous coaches. I didn't know that was a thing. I, I'm sure that was a thing. I guess I knew about that. Forgot because we sweep all that stuff under the rug, Matt. We sweep all that stuff under the rug. Um, Roger says, golf simulator, that's winter conditioning, right? If you can't be out on the links, you got to get it in somehow. Uh, you know, when you ask about fitness tests, one of the things I've been going through is actually stuff that uh, somebody has sent me from the 90s stuff and trying to figure out what I can legally use and not legally use and, and not use the things that I cannot legally use. And one of those is a whole gob of position evaluation sheets from... Uh, the 90s, uh, different players and stuff like that, going through uh, things like acceleration, speed, agility, vertical jump, upper body strength, lower body strength, you know, bench press, squat, grip strength, height, weight, percentage, body fat, hip flexibility, reaction time, quick feet, back pedal speed, balance, shoulder flexibility, and then others, which are listed here as incline press and front squat. So there's a whole gob, and then you look at that, that was from the early 90s, considering what they actually measured for players, but, (laughs) oh my god. I I had to put that, I was was hoping it wouldn't throw you off, but I'm kind of glad it did. That's, that one's just for, that was just for the viewers. If you're, if you're listening to the podcast and you were why the hell is Greg and John laughing at it hour and 14 minutes in find this on YouTube go back I'm not I'm not gonna we're not gonna read that one that's a good one by Fred though thanks Fred uh, you have to think that all of the stuff that they have now for measuring players I mean think about all that you know like I have an Apple watch mm-hmm. and and all the health stuff that that thing by itself measures and then all of the uh, you know the Nebraska performance lab all of the things that they can measure on a labor so uh, measure on a player. So I, you know, uh, so, you know, think about your watch. Um, uh, it was right. Was it right before Thanksgiving? Yeah. I think right before, right after Thanksgiving, it was the Sunday night after Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, my wife wears an Apple watch to bed every night. Um, and it started buzzing on her wrist at two, three in the morning, something like that to inform her that her sleeping heart rate was 120 beats per minute, which yeah. is, she's like, it's supposed to be 40. Yeah. Uh, and so she came down, found out she had like 104 degree fever. So, Ooh. uh, yeah. the, 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 what, what, obviously, you know, things have gotten smaller, uh, over time, you know, technologically speaking. Um, and, You're and making a personal comment. I said, technologically speaking, how dare you make assumptions about me, sir? Okay. <laughs> Jackass. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, so, yeah, they're, the the way that they're tracking and measuring uh, everything now is, is I'm, I'm sure, completely different than it was 30 years ago. 
So, all right, yeah. uh, John, we have, should I think, we, one more. Should we show this? I, I had it uh, ready to go, but yes, Don't Sam, you. have we watched the Bussin' with the Boys Matt Rule episode yet? If so, what do y'all think? I, I, mean, I have not. I've only missed, I watched chunks. Same. Somebody, you know, said, I, I've, somebody said, look at this part, and that's where I pulled up the, the quote we did this show with. So, wait, wait. You mean this quote, John? Yeah, that quote. <laughs> I'm not going to read it all. <laughs> that again. came from the Omaha World Paper, World Herald Paper, that you know took the other content and put it into a news article, which is what we do to create much more content. We don't have guests on the show, John, yeah. uh, and and we probably don't have the reach of a bussin' with the boys. No, not quite. But. And I'm putting the car before the horse because I've not reached out. I've not attempted to make any, any contacts. But to you, the viewers and listeners of the Five Heart Podcast, if somehow we could acquire a little bit of head coach Matt Rule's time, is that content that you would want to hear? Now, realize that if we do that, it's not, probably not going to be live. We would have that one pre-recorded in the can and, and ready to share with you. So, oh, oh, I thought Fred was talking about Ari Yammering. Thanks for sticking around for Ari Yammering, Fred. Um, but if if we could score that, I'd be I'd be you know, you know, we got an off season coming up. He'll he's gonna have some time probably. If you're gonna talk with those guys, you'd want to talk with us, right, John? Well, you would hope so. I, mean, I, have, look. I you know, I I talked to I talked to a couple assistants. Oh fuck. You know what? I I talked to Mario Verdusco one time on the field and asked him about an interview and stuff like that. And his comment was, uh, if you're gonna do it, you could you you will only do uh, it will only happen in February because otherwise there's no time with all the right. other stuff that's going on. So it's really important to know that and, and this is how we'd have to sell it. Look coach rule we're just inviting you on the show we're not going to actually put you in john's basement john's in his basement you would not be that would probably be would probably be somewhat comforting <laughs> so all right uh one more question i think we're going to probably get out of here uh because john said we're not allowed to do another three-hour show fine uh but we have this one from roger from earlier and I think Roger's still around, uh, but he wants to know any updates on the dark web, John? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, fine. You're not out there uh, putting rates up on online. No, no. Okay. Fred, uh, Fred Sacco says I bet Mario asked you if you had a Chianti and possibly a cannoli. I, I believe that's did, Chianti. Did mention having a cigar. <laughs> That'd be Chianti, right? Like like Hannibal yeah, Lecter. Okay. Is nice it? Chianti and some nice fava beans. I know. You know what? It, it, this April, it'll be what three years that I quit drinking. You know how many references you you just lose over time? No, because you I lose, I I'm not stopping drinking, John. I gave up soda so, so that I didn't have to give up beer. To things like you know, I used to be able to make references or jokes about vodka. And I know. The other day I went to make some joke about, you know, vodka, and I couldn't think of a single name of a vodka anymore. 
it's probably not a terrible thing, but no. it's, it's, I just bring it up because it's funny. Matt Hansen says, tell your dog hi, John. What the hell is my dog? There was another comment earlier about how uh, um, uh, John, John, he's left, but he can still hear us. I mean, us, I mean, me. <laughs> well, nobody can hear you all. Uh, but somebody else in the comments earlier in the show, we were talking about the corn dogs, said that uh, John's dog would make a great corn dog mascot. Uh, and I don't disagree. By God, if we're going to have a little red, we can have Come the on. corn dog dog. John, we can still hear you. Can you hear us? Yeah. Okay. Hey, you're, the, the range, I use a wireless mic now. The range on this thing is like 200 meters. I'm, I, we were talking about this before the show. I said, John, if you ever had to like go to the can in the middle of the show, you could. Uh, okay. I, yeah, that'll be dangerous. The show has gone to the dogs. It's probably time to be done. I think I think it's time to go, folks. Um, I think did we? I, I I hope we covered everything we meant to cover. We covered Matt Rule talking about uh, no slow burn. We talked uh, briefly about the commits uh, in the, both from transfer portal and, and the uh, traditional, um, you know, high school uh, commits. We talked about men's basketball for some ungodly reason uh, because they lost tonight to Northwestern. Joel says, does Memorial Stadium have Runzas? I think it does. They have Valentinos, I, right? You know what? I, Fairbury Franks. Here, here's the thing. Every time I've been to Memorial Stadium, I mean, I've been, <laughs> You've been on the last field. year's spring game. I haven't been there uh, not as a regular person, but as I've been there as media. But uh, I don't eat a lot of fast food. I'm on a low-salt diet. Everything tastes like salt if you eat fast food. There's so much salt in fast food. It's it's not pleasurable. Runs is not fast food. Well, you know what? Have you, did you see Erin Sorensen's uh, video of her trying the Runza cinnamon, chili, cinnamon roll chili ice cream? No. Did anybody else see Erin Sorensen from Hale Varsity's video on TikTok and Instagram? In Twitter, eating the ice cream from the new ice cream. Anybody? I guess not. We womp womp. Hundreds of people. But I, I don't know where I was going with that. I think I will get some of that and try that. You, you let me know. Josh Hansen says they absolutely have runzas and they're the best on cold games because they serve them at 10,000 degrees and they make great hand warmers. That is... That is actually true. Yeah. That I and also, uh, Josh is probably giggling that you read one of his comments, that you personally read one of his comments. So, Okay. All right. That's, it's go home, folks. It's go home time. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate all of you. Uh, yeah. We we thank you for interacting with us, for spending your Wednesday evening with us, uh, because... It, it makes the show better. You help so me. Pause. I I had to. I I didn't have. I had to phrase my. Shut up, John. I'm tired too. Damn it. <laughs> no, it really does make the show better. Uh, th- this is the this version of the Five Heart Podcast is by far my favorite version of the Five Heart Podcast, and I've been doing the Five Heart Podcast uh, for almost all 312 episodes. Uh, you know, minus a few. So uh, yeah. since. 2015 or 16, something like that. Uh, and that was at a time where we kind of gave up 
and we didn't do it as often in the post in the uh, off season. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's because of uh, John. He's he's a he's a real taskmaster and and uh, cracks the whip and says get the content out there, uh, and and so you know we're here in the off season to uh, to keep you all warm, cuddled and uh, and and because it's almost ten o'clock, we get to tuck you in, give you a little kiss on the forehead, and say night night champ. Okay. Is that oddly specific because I have kids? Yeah. Young kids? I I don't think anybody would want me in their bedroom at night when they're going to bed. I I don't know. What's Mrs. Coronation say about that? She goes to bed way before I do. She sleeps upstairs (laughs) far away from me yelling, you better have a fucking fullback. That's just it. You'd be laying there going, trying to go to sleep, but I'd be yelling, where's the fullback, you son of a bitch? Got a fullback? God, run, fullback! Motherfucker, do, better have a ever, fullback. Do you ever pop a blue chew and be like, here's the fullback? <laughs> no. Do you give, do you no, give her I that power? Do you ever I give don't. her that power eye? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can tell we're getting really tired because we lose the inhibitions. All right. Uh, okay. We're, one last thing here, Joel, with a nice little uh, reminder. Uh, Polar Blast next week, but John's Polar Plunge is this Saturday. We'll make sure we put the link in the article. So if you haven't yet, throw a few shekels uh, uh, to not not. I mean, it's his direction, but it's going towards the Minnesota Special Olympics. Uh, and then he's going to come back next week and tell us all about uh, uh, dipping his toe or, or you know his body into uh, sub uh, freezing temperature water. Okay, <laughs> for uh, for John Dam Johnson, our founder and fearless leader, I'm Greg Mahochko. This has been the Five Heart Podcast, and we remind you each and every week, among other things, that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John, go big red. Somebody said that would be a great T-shirt. You know what? Maybe that's our spring game T-shirt. You said fullback. There better be a damn well something. I'll come up with the phrase. You can get your Corn Nation t-shirts at Cobby Corn, by the way. John I, I, I thought the t-shirt, I thought the good, I, uh, knowing Roger like we do, I think the great t-shirt would be Give Her the Power Eye. Oh. Okay. Didn't we say good night? Uh, well, we did, but people are still saying go, go Big Red and wishing us good night. So. Okay. See you later, everybody. Thank you. Goodbye.